So I've got a couple of passages here to, to read this morning. And as you know, I, I lean on the Holy Spirit to, to illuminate the passage, to, to you know, encourage my reading, encourage my um, reading of it and interpretation. And uh, for, the, for the sake of those here, Isaiah, the first reading comes from the Old Testament, Isaiah 62, coming into the end of Isaiah. But um, it is... He's speaking to the exiles now. And exiles meaning that they've lost everything. And they're thinking about coming back. And so this was uh, in your pew Bibles. It's eight, page 847. But it's Isaiah 62, verses 1 through 5. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. So see, they've set their eyes on returning. Until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch, the nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken and your land shall no more be termed desolate but you shall be called my delight is in her and your land married. For the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your builder marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Our next reading is 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, it's chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. So 1 Corinthians is, is, Bible scholars have set a chronology of these letters, okay? So 1 Corinthians is not, though it turns up in the Bible first, it's not his earliest writing. Actually, Paul's earliest writings in the scripture is Thessalonians. But here we have Corinthians. So he's writing to the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth would not be unlike having a church down in like Etna, where you're on the edge of a thriving metropolis and there's just people passing through and it's and it's a, it's, a, it's it's all along a trade route and so therefore it's there's a lot going on in Corinth there's a lot of other things other than worshiping going on and so he's got his challenges there so he's trying Paul's trying to like to 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 rein them in or to give them the, the vision they need, or to, to remind them of what we are as Christians. But one aspect of it was this talk of spiritual gifts, and I'm going to talk about that in just a few moments, but this talk of spiritual gifts is like, because he wants them to know there's work to be done, and he wants them to know that you're, you're so skilled to do the work that needs to be done, and then it's up to you. 12.1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed to and led astray by, to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, 
but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it, it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of the healing by the one Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. May God bless the reading of this word. The title of my sermon this morning is The Spiritual. And a, a question that I had for, the, for this uh, gathering this morning was, how will you use your gift? So The Spiritual is the title. And the question for the day is, how will you use your gift? So this passage here is, is I, love to, I love to teach you something that's missing out of the passage. And not, not like I did with the, the wedding at Canaan, but to, to go back to the original text, the, the, the Greek. Well, when they wrote this, when, when, when Paul wrote this and the scribes copied it for our, for our um, use, there's a word that's missing. And it's missing over and over again. So we know that they didn't use it. But strange as it might sound, the word gift is not mentioned anywhere, anywhere in the passage. It's absent. I love it because we assume that it's there because it's there in English, but it's not there. And so what it does is it sends me on this path of like, well, why isn't it there? Why did we have to add it? Well, part of the reason is we had to add it so we could understand the passage. But they had a deeper understanding of the passage. What they wrote is the spiritual, which to us these days, perhaps it means something. But back then, it really meant something. Because the spiritual was a connection to the Holy Spirit. And you notice in, the, in his language how he talks about, and the Holy Spirit chooses what gift you will have, and you know, because that's the, the, the authority of the Holy Spirit. But when we look at these gifts, if we, if we somehow could back up and just kind of erase that out of our mind, all of a sudden there's this component of our existence that becomes deeply connected to the Holy Spirit. And that is those things that we can do. And they mention, he goes through the laundry list of other things, you know, wisdom, administration, uh, speaking in tongues, uh, nurture, healing. And so these are all things, but, but if you drop that G-I-F-T word, 
sounds more like it's an intrinsic part of us and that we were made to do that. So sometimes when people get to this point in their life and they realize that they do have such gifts, that they sometimes utter, well, perhaps it's because I'm a spiritual person. I get to hear that a lot. I hear that all over the place. I hear that. I hear that in elevators in the hospital. I get. I hear that um, in uh, in preparing for funerals. I, I hear it at wedding. I mean, for when I when I meet a couple that's going to get married, I hear it. I hear so many people tell me they are a spiritual person. Now they go, "What does that mean?" And they go, "Well, I believe in spirits." Really. How's that work? Well, you know, I, I believe that there are spirits in the world. And therefore, therefore, I am a spiritual person. Well, my response is this, is that believing in spirits is, well, let me back up. Are you spiritual people? Did you say that? Because this is what makes me, when I, when I think about this, this, this is what it, it makes me, believing in spirits, like the good spirits, and the evil spirits, believing in spirits, and these are my words, no more makes me spiritual than believing in UFOs makes me an alien. It doesn't. It doesn't. Spiritualness is something that comes about through the acting upon you by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, you can still believe in good spirits and evil spirits and stuff, but when it comes to this, it's like people like to say, well, I'm not a religious person. I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person. I have a feeling that really what they're saying is that I don't want to be identified with those religious people. I don't want to be identified with them. Because I will say through history, religious people have really given us a bad name. Because there are, there are, there are things, the Crusades and stuff like that, where, where we, we went too far. But I'm a religious person. I'm a religious person. I get up on Sunday morning and I realize there's a job to do. There's something I'm going to take a stand. There's a job to do. And there's people who want to do the right thing. I don't necessarily know that I can tell them what the right thing is for them, but I do say that there is a, there's a job to be done. This, and the church still needs to have a voice. My brother, who's also a minister, and I have had this discussion for, uh, for years now, but he goes, why is the church shrinking, the Christian church shrinking? Throughout you know, the industrialized world, and I believe it's because the church has nothing to say. Has nothing to say. Nothing that's applicable, nothing that's useful, nothing to take away. And I think it's because we just get all trapped up in all this um, um, blah, 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 you know, trying to make it soft, trying to make it accessible, trying to make it attractive. Well, guess what? I kind of like when you get back to this 1 Corinthians 12 and you, and you start thinking, the spiritual. Ooh, what's that? Do only spiritual people have gifts? 
Do you think do only spiritual people have gifts? It would make sense if they were spiritual, you know, based on the Holy Spirit. It makes it because the Holy Spirit's what, what gives out those skills. But think about this. Everybody has such gifts. Everybody has such skills. Everybody on earth has them. I believe it. I believe within everybody on earth that there is a gift. And they go about their life and they go, they go through their life and they have their vocations and their avocations and they, and they, they have their relationships and they get, you know, join together and they get, you know, and they go through, but, and they carry it with them. And I got a feeling like, I got a feeling that there are people out there that God's like going, if, 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 they, if, they, if they would just listen, we could do great things. Everybody has gifts. Today, out of this congregation, we're going to install, it's a very brief, very brief part of the service, but we're going to install the incoming elders. We've got Jackie Brinker, who's coming back from her term as a clerk. We've got Adam Hines coming back. He's taken off a year and he's, he's coming back. I enjoy his company. We've got Dolores Roscoe coming, coming back. Whenever I see these flowers, I think of Dolores. I mean, she, behind the scenes, I mean, she is, she makes sure these are right. And a lot of other things. And then Nancy Hannigan's coming back. Nancy has been a part of my Thursday night Bible study ever since the first time I started. And she is, she is as full of life in that Bible study and she is as fun to be with, and she is uh, she is a gift. So you've got Jackie Brinker, who helps us get get the business done. We've got Adam Hines, who understands things about discipline, understands things about you know order that that I I admire his contribution. We've got Dolores who. You know, whatever whatever the setting is, we might be taking down the greens. We might, I might be trying to figure out whose flowers are whose. You know, and, and and she's 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 one with this worship setting. And then there's Nancy, who knows how to get people involved. She was a teacher, so she probably learned a few skills there. But she knows how to pick up the phone, and she's one of those people that when I see her name on my caller ID. I don't know whether I should let it go to voicemail <laughs> or talk to her. But I can tell you, she always has something to say. She really needs to learn this phrase. I don't, I, I, I don't know if you want to hear this, but, <laughs> but I love her. But that's your incoming class of 2023. 2023 is they will be with us on that term through year 2023, so for two years. My point is they're all gifted. And I, and, I, and I alluded to that as I described them to you. Because I've had the blessing throughout this pandemic to work very closely with those four people already. So I look forward to them being here. And you elected them last Sunday. But they have their gifts. Sometimes they don't realize what their gift is. And that's okay. That's my role. Is to help people discern what their gifts are. And I love doing that. 
I love getting to know people and saying, hey, have you ever thought about, believe it, I was there too. I had a pastor, I said, have you ever thought about going to seminary? Nope. <laughs> and here I am 20 some years later. So, but with that, we all have gifts. We all have something that God would love to be able to use if we would just let God. But as for these four people, let us watch as they blossom, as they grow, continue to grow, because God's not done with them. And he's not done with any of us here either. It's a beautiful day to be here in worship at Mount Pleasant. Let us pray. Lord, as the body is gathered here, and as I watch the unity of this body and celebrate this congregation and, and, and lift up those gifts, those talents, those skills that you have placed within each and every one of us, we lift up the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that makes it happen. So, Lord, may we yield to you. May we submit to your divine authority that your will may be done from atop this hill for the benefit of this extended community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please rise. There is a hymn of response, hymn number 429. You'll find it in your, in your uh, pew hymnals, celebration hymnal. And it, it's that wonderful hymn, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. We'll sing the first and last verse. remain standing, let us uh, prepare to recite aloud and, aloud and in unison the affirmation of faith, our Apostles' Creed. And let us confess our faith as we read, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen indeed. Please be seated. As the ushers move into position, and as we prepare to return to the Lord what is what we have been blessed with, I, I almost... I, I probably overuse it, but I just I, I love the words of Jesus when he when he turned his disciples loose upon the world. He said, "Freely you have received, freely give." Ushers, please come forward. Father, we have returned, returned these gifts to you. We have taken them from ourselves. We have taken from that which you have given us and returned it to you. Lord, we ask that you take our humble gifts and amplify them to the glory of your kingdom in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen indeed. Please be seated. <laughs> 